Hey there, thoughtful listener. What is your number one lead generation blocker? Head to upmyinfluence.com slash quiz to find out right now. That's upmyinfluence.com slash quiz, and I'll share why you aren't getting the intros and sales you deserve. We're also actively seeking guests for this daily commercial-free entrepreneur wisdom podcast. Agency owners, consultants, coaches, and B2B service providers, head to upmyinfluence.com slash guest, and I'd love to promote your expertise to our amazing audience. Let's get on with the show. With us right now, it's Brandon Cockrell. Brandon, you're in the Atlanta area. Uh, always, uh, always love having friends from uh, from that part of the country. My, I was just telling you, my wife love my wife and I love to go visit up there. We've got a number of clients up there, but uh, you. Uh, are the founder and president of Lynchpin Sales Interactive. You're found on the web at lynchpinsales.com. Brandon, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, It's an honor to be here. Thank you so much for uh, having me on. Absolutely. All right. So give us an overview of what Lynchpin Sales Interactive does. Um, You know, especially in life. So, you know, so it looks like um, sales uh, consulting, sales training, or are you actually, well, I'll let you explain it. Absolutely. No, obviously, with the, with the word sales in there, uh, we have a big focus on driving sales and profitability. And, um, you know, the, the biggest thing that I, I tell, talk to clients about and all that and anybody who's looking to kind of take their business to the next level is really we're, we're a team of growth marketers. We're a full service team. So not only are we going to go in and identify the most profitable ways, the most efficient ways to sell your product and or your services, primarily online, because that's where a lot of the opportunity is, and it's a necessity in this day and age. But we also have the team in-house that executes that and implements that for our partners. And we really guarantee everything um, uh, in order to, to get the results that ultimately we're trying to accomplish, which is revenue, profitability, sales, and uh, really make sure people are set up for long-term success as well. Yeah. Um, and, and so are, the way that you're working, um, so do you provide uh, the platform for all of your clients as well? And I, I'm familiar with your underlying, uh, what looks, I'm guessing, is your underlying technology, uh, which I'm a huge fan of as well. Uh, but can you tell me a little bit more about kind of what the relationship ends up looking like and the engagement with your clients? Yeah, so typically they're coming to us, whether they're an e-commerce brand um, or they are a local business, right? Like it it really doesn't matter. It it comes into what are we trying to accomplish um, whenever it comes to either growing your brand, getting you out there and um, scaling and how do we do that profitably? Uh, Because obviously everyone who comes to us, whether they're selling a product, whether they're selling their service, they need more attention. They need more inbound opportunities. They need people knowing about them, but also they need them to convert, obviously, at that point. So they're coming to us with a problem usually, which is we need to find ways to continue leveling up our business. And maybe we've dabbled in trying to do some stuff online, or we've we've worked with other companies to do marketing or advertising. um, And they've tried a lot of different things. And typically, 
either they've got low profit margins, uh, which may cause them not to have the success that they're looking for online, or they just haven't been able to find that right mix. Um, so we come in, we analyze everything. And if we're looking to sell a product, obviously we're taking a deep dive, every, everything from A to Z, meaning is your website converting at the highest levels? Do you think you're even priced right? Do you have the right programs? Do you have the right packages? Do you have a database? You know, and, and if not, how do we get that database to be built up and then get repeat customers coming back? And then also, obviously, the top of funnel, which is the shiny object. That's what everybody wants yeah. to talk about is how do we use social and how do we leverage these platforms to get our brand out in front of more people within our target market, but do it profitably. And so yeah. we take everything into account and, um, and we come up with those strategies and then we implement them. Yeah. So let's talk more about top of funnel. Um, what do you see working well in that regard? And what do you see not working well in that regard? So obviously I think Facebook is a, is a big part of sourcing, but um, I'll, I'll let you explain more. Well, yeah, great question. I mean, obviously that's a topic uh, that everybody wants to know is where should yeah. I be? Uh, at the end of the day, and what has always worked hands down, um, and it's something that we talk about a lot, is being everywhere that your audience is and being making sure that you're able, regardless if, you're, if your client or your prospect or your audience is going to Facebook or they're going to Instagram, or they're going to TikTok or they're going to LinkedIn, uh, depending upon what your industry is and what your message is and who you're trying to get in front of, we want to make sure that they're seeing your brand everywhere that they go online. And obviously, implementing a strategy like that is something that has, works regardless of industry, regardless of market, because it's just all about touch points. And people tend to overthink it, right? Like they're trying to come up with that certain hack or that tactic or all these other things. And yeah. at the end of the day, it comes back to what's worked for decades, which is just touch points. Now, the way that we're able to get in front of people and the more cost efficient strategies that are out there because technology allows it is really the difference between what you could do 20 years ago versus what you're doing today. And so that's primarily what we're seeing. Um, obviously, top of funnel, meaning if we're doing more prospecting type campaigns, you know, we might focus and test different platforms to see which one is giving us uh, the most audiences that are engaging and for the best uh, cost, obviously. Um, but then it just comes back to staying in front of them and making sure that you're putting relevant content that's engaging them and ultimately moving them through that buyer's journey. Yeah. Tell me about the word linchpin. What, what does, where does linchpin fit in, in the sales world? I would imagine you become the linchpin. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, and that's really, you know, obviously the book that's right behind me here, uh, written by Seth Godin, um, you know, was something before I started this business, I was in the corporate world and I, I obviously read that book, uh, which kind of opened my eyes and then, um, to the word linchpin and obviously the, the concept of, uh, linchpin being a tool that typically is holding everything together. You know, if you build a camp uh, or not a camp, but you put a tent up for camping, you know, linchpin's probably in the middle of that. That's holding that together. If you take it out, everything collapses. So it's the concept of being the most important uh, person or that most important um, uh, tool for the organization or a business. And uh, if you were to be removed, everything would probably fall down and everything would, would crumble. So you're that vital. 
And that was kind of the goal with naming it Lynchpin Cells, um, uh, was that I wanted and envisioned us being the most important things for our partners and our clients. And, and they viewed us as that, that we were there driving and helping them and caring about the success of their business month in and month out. And it would make it difficult if that decision ever had to be made uh, whenever it came to whether or not um, they wanted to continue on or, or they were progressing and moving to something else. I wanted to be that most vital part to, to the success of our partners. When you begin engagement with a client, what are some of the uh, like real common, like, yep, we see this a lot. Don't do that. It doesn't work real well. <laughs> Obviously, you know, it's not working. You're wasting money. Uh, are there behaviors, processes, you know, just activities that, uh, that you find yourself commonly like, you know, don't feel bad. You're not alone, but yeah, no, that's not working real well. Yeah. You know, and it's unique because everything that we do for our clients is exactly how I built this business from the day one that I started it, you know, being able to get out and it all kind of started from, I just didn't like cold calling. I didn't like having to network 24 seven. I didn't like having to do that. I knew if I wanted to grow, I had to be able to get my message out there in a different way. And so I just started working on getting in front of my phone and, and creating videos and putting that out there. And, uh, and so I, I've been in the trenches. I know what it's like to have wasted a lot of money in the, mm. the ad mm. space. I, oh, you I, too, I, huh? <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. Trust me. And, and, tr and, and I know what it's like to have to get every little inch out of every dollar that you invest, even if it's not monetary, you've got to learn from every single step along the way. And so you know, a lot of times whenever clients come to us or partners come to us, typically they have tried several things that they have heard. There's so many, there's so much noise and so many false expectations whenever it comes to what it is and what it isn't when you think of just digital marketing in general. But whenever you think of social media, whenever you think of content, whenever you think of, you know, sales mm. from an e-commerce standpoint, that that needs to be reset um, a lot of times and, and the strategy is really ultimately what's going to drive you there and understanding, you know, profit margins, understanding what is doable and what's not, and then taking the budget into account, because a lot of times you're trying to do too much for the budget that you can actually afford. And the thing is, is you can get success with any budget out there, but you've got to understand how to do that. And especially if you've got low profit margins, well, we don't need to be trying to sell everybody at the top of the funnel. We need to find a way to get more people into your database so we can sell them on the back end because you're going to be more profitable from that standpoint. Plus, you're going to be more set up for success. And so people just get focused on these shiny objects and they're wanting to jump around from platform to platform because that's what they hear is the answer. And most of the time, it has nothing to do with the marketing and advertising that you're doing on platforms or on social yeah. media, but it has everything to do with what your strategy is and what you're doing uh, through the rest of the funnel, through the rest of the uh, buyer's journey. Yeah. Speak for a moment on where you see consumers' brains at today versus, say, three, four, five years ago. Trust. You know, I, I think trust is 100% and over the next five to 10 years is going to be the, the uh, biggest separator between brands now. I think trust is at an all-time 
uh, high as far as importance. You know, people are wanting to see and hear from executives. They're wanting to understand what the mission is and what the values are behind that so that they can trust that a brand is going to do the right thing with their money, with their investment. They're going to trust that the brand is continuously moving and evolving in the right ways. And, you know, that's something that over the years, yes, early on, five, seven, 10 years ago, you could put up a website and run a Facebook ad and generate a ton of sales. It didn't matter if you're legitimate or not. Now, you know, people have had those experiences and they've gone through it. And now, and that's why we talk about getting content and getting people and letting people in behind the scenes a little bit so that they understand and they get to know your brand a little bit better. So they then trust it. And then when they trust it, they're more likely to buy from it. And that's what ultimately everything is all about. Um, so I'm on your website right here. Um, and I mean, I don't want to get too confused with anything, but um, you also have, I guess, some a relationship where you're handling some of the branding as well. Yeah, from a from an online standpoint. So, you know, we obviously look a lot for that overall strategy, but, you know, whenever it comes down to how we're able to leverage social media and how we're able to get our message out there, you know, selling and direct response and branding can all be done really together now. And that's different from what you're used to from a traditional standpoint. And brands, I think, correlates to trust. You know, you've got to be able to build your brand in order to generate those direct sales and that which is going to impact your availability to grow or your ability to grow profitably and continue scaling um, because you're going to have to continue building that brand. And your brand isn't just what you post on social media. Your brand is the full A to Z experience that people go through online. So from the first time they see that your brand exists to the time they visit your website, oh, yeah. to the communications that they're getting once they actually opt in and get into your database, it's all brand. And, and so many people just focus on one aspect. And you know we've just seen it because we've done it ourselves, but we've also done it for hundreds of other businesses and, and within different industries and markets and sizes. And it's all the same. You've got to have everything working together whenever it comes to building your brand correctly, which is ultimately going to provide you with more consistent, more predictable sales, but higher profitability as well. Yeah. Uh, Brandon, so someone goes to your website and that's linchpinsales.com. Um, what would you recommend that they do? Well, depending upon where they're at, you know, we, we've got different strategies that work and depending upon where they're at, whether they're a local or small business retail store, obviously check out that page. We've got different pages that uh, really are more tailored depending upon what industry you're in and who your audience and where your audience is and what you're trying to accomplish. You know, there's also a section in there for e-commerce brands um, that we work with a lot as well that really focus on that. And then the branding side, which is more about if you're looking as maybe you're a professional that's trying to separate yourself from the competition, how do you do that? Then that's really where that, that celebrity branding type uh, approach comes from. So, you know, we've, we've got different segments and depending upon where you're at and what you're looking to accomplish, that's where I would, I would say, you know, go check out and, and learn a little bit more on. 
Yeah. You know, I, I want to point this out and ask you about this. So uh, prior to uh, your work with Lynchpin Sales, uh, you were doing sales with PGA, with the PGA, uh, Sugarloaf? Yep. Yeah. yeah. What, what did you do there? And, and, and what was that experience like? And how did that kind of help mold you into who you are today? Yeah. So, you know, it was Look, the PGA Tour was, uh, it's a great organization. The one thing with, with great organizations is it, it, it takes time to move up, you know, and yeah. obviously I had goals out there and worked with them for five and a half years. And mm -hmm. I was part of the golf course properties division, which obviously the PGA Tour has several different divisions, but I was over the property here in Atlanta, uh, TPC Sugarloaf, yeah. and I was director of sales and marketing. So, you know, my goal was, one, to, to create, develop business uh, with mainly with corporations in the local area uh, to get them to come out um, and leverage the property, uh, hopefully uh, become members to do events and, and send you know, clients and customers and entertain uh, there as well to help increase that revenue um, at the end of the day. So, you know, it was a great experience. Uh, I, I definitely miss being able to go down to TPC Sawgrass for yeah. uh, just meetings and, a, and events. But, um, but yeah, it, you know, the one thing that it allowed me to do was uh, I got an opportunity to meet with just some of the, the top of the top yeah. um, and small business owners to medium businesses to Fortune 500 CEOs. And um and it taught me so much. And that's ultimately what drove me to start this business because I started realizing how much need there is out there, especially with small businesses, whenever it comes to help in sales and marketing talent and actually getting results. And uh, I saw the opportunity where, you know, technology was changing the game. And, um, and so I kind of just jumped straight into the deep end, <laughs> which is a whole nother discussion, but, um, but yeah, no, it was a great experience and, uh, you know, enjoyed my time there. Yeah. Uh, do you go, do you, do you still golf or where you, have you been a golfer? Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh, no, okay. I, I actually, you know, they talk about, and I didn't, I really didn't think about it until I got in there, but they tell you, you know, if you want to golf more, don't get into the business. You're right. Right. You know? And, uh, and <laughs> you I want to see you, how the sausage is made. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, you know, and, and that was a hundred percent true. So, you know, obviously as I started this business first couple of years, I mean, I was just grinding it out like everybody sure. does trying to get a business off the ground. But, uh, recently after we had our second child, we moved out of the city uh, a little bit and into a golf course community. Um, so that I could actually have a little bit of a hobby. And um, now the kids are getting into it and it's, uh, it's pretty awesome. So I still try to get out there as much as I can. Yeah, where do you see the where do you see the industry going, the golf industry right now? It, here in Florida, we, we had a glut of way too many courses, and so a few of them have shut down. Uh, one not too far from me, the one that we're closest to, thankfully, is doing all right. Uh, yeah. But I am curious about like any any observations that you've seen about the broader industry. Well, you know, I think that the the game is continuing to be grown, um, and you know, Top Golf uh, experiences. I mean, there's yep. so many oh, yeah. experiences that are starting to introduce people to the game in a fun and unique way. Um, obviously, you've got the PGA Tour now with Live Golf that's kind of coming out there with a different spin on it. Um, that's introducing a whole different segment, and we'll see how that goes. You know, there was that Tiger Boom. I think yep. that that happened where you see a lot of courses that got built. 
and uh, now probably have residential properties on top of them. Um, And that's kind of the direction that those are going. And, you know, I think that uh, there's continuing to be a little bit of a correction whenever it comes to properties and all that. But the game itself, you know, obviously there's it's going to be evolving um, and it'll be interesting to watch how that happens. But I think it's in a great spot. Um, But I do think, obviously, there's a lot of inventory out there that is just tough to fill. You know, I think that um, you'll probably see some of that correction happening. But the big clubs, the private clubs, those are always uh, going to continue, I think, to succeed. And then you've got the resort properties, which are always going to continue to succeed. But then there's going to be those ones that it's going to be tough. I mean, it's going to be tough to to keep up and and uh, and you may see some of that happening. But uh, in replacement for some top golf type experiences and more. Yeah. yeah I was going to say, I, I think that that's an industry where there's a lot of opportunity for a, not disruption, but some innovations. Um, you know, yeah, the top golfs. Um, I think the clubhouses have a lot of opportunity to reimagine what, a, you know, what a clubhouse and restaurant is. Uh, I also um, locally uh, Tiger's pop stroke, which, you know, it's kind of like a kind of like a mini golf. If you have a pop stroke in your area, go check it out. I my wife and I went we had fun for over five hours. It was just such a great time. Just kind of reimagining mini golf into more of a you know, so I would say sophisticated, but definitely up, an upscale mini golf experience. The drinks, food, and everything. They they had a good team to design that. One hundred percent, and obviously Tiger and Rory, and I think John Rom just got into it with this TQL. Mm. Um, I think it's TQL, but where they're going to be doing like big events on Mondays or Tuesday evenings, where it's teams and they're in a kind of an arena type atmosphere. You know, mm. they're doing a really good job of trying to to figure out because. The game can't, almost anybody can go out there and, and play the game, but the time, you know, the, that it takes and all that, when you look at it from a traditional sense, obviously put some limits on it. But, um, you know, now with the clubhouse, and this is something I talked about while I was at, at Sugarloaf um, and working in that, that world was, you know, back in the, you know, 1950s, 60s, 70s, 80s, all that, the country club was, was that for the dads, right? Like that's yeah. where you went. You, you, you had some games, you played some cards afterwards, and that was kind of it. Well, it's progressed into this family thing that needs to be done. People are not so much focused on the golf course itself, but they want to know, what can my wife do? Yeah. What can my kids do? Yeah. What yep. can make them happy and fulfilled so that then I can go play 18 holes? I don't care if the greens are the fastest in the city. I don't care if the, the rough That's is fun. tough. No, I just want to go out there and, and have some drinks with the boys and play yep. golf and come back. And my wife and kids are happy and having the time of their life as well. And so you're kind of marrying this whole lifetime fitness type uh, clubhouse with yeah. a golf course, as opposed to the golf course making up the clubhouse, and and that's kind of where I see the the industry going to a certain extent as well. Yeah, fun, 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 Brandon. Thank you so much for indulging. I was just curious about your take on that. Again, your website is lynchpinsales.com. That's L-I-N-C-H pinsales.com. Uh, and again, Brandon Cockrell, you're the founder and president. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you so much for having me. It's a it's an honor to be here.
Thanks for listening to the Thoughtful Entrepreneur Show. If you are a thoughtful business owner or professional who would like to be on this daily program, please visit upmyinfluence.com slash guest. If you're a listener, I'd love to shout out your business to our whole audience for free. You can do that by leaving a review on Apple Podcasts or join our listener Facebook group. Just search for The Thoughtful Entrepreneur in Facebook. I'd love even if you just stopped by to say hi. I'd love to meet you. We believe that every person has a message that can positively impact the world. We love our community who listens and shares our program every day. Together, we are empowering one another as thoughtful entrepreneurs. Hit subscribe so that tomorrow morning, that's right, seven days a week, you are going to be inspired and motivated to succeed. I promise to bring positivity and inspiration to you for around 15 minutes each day. Thanks for listening and thank you for being a part of the Thoughtful Entrepreneur Movement. Thank you.